Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hello and welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach right here in the Tri-City area at Insight Folios with offices in Penconning and Saginaw as well. You can find us online by going to insightfolios.com. Uh, Kevin Ray, what's going on, man? How are you this week? I am enjoying life out here. The weather is nice. It's middle of summer and everything's going good. How about yourself? Oh, pretty good. I had uh, an ear infection the Ooh. other day that kind of crept out of nowhere so that sort of sidelined me for you know an audio guy and having an ear infection those two things say, don't go well together that, that don't go well at all does it this one was or, a, or a toothache one. for you yeah yeah well so and it, and it kind of turned into that because i guess if anybody's ever had one of these since they were a little kid right i mean who gets ear infections when they're you know an adult but uh yeah. it would travel the pain i guess traveled down my jaw and it, and it was like my jaw was all swollen up, and oh, it was just like a really rough pain. Like that thing was not fun at all. So you were reliving your childhood is what you're I saying. I guess that's what it ended up kind of feeling <laughs> like, yeah. But uh, anyway, so it, it got better with some uh, some medicine, and I got a little, uh, little ibuprofen in there and some uh, antibiotics, and it seems to be getting all better now. So in any event, we're back to 100% now, just in time for the Simply Financial Show, and so that is very good news. So let's start off today's show with uh, a little fun. We've got a fun fact of the week to begin things. Uh, the oldest person on Earth was born closer to the signing of the Constitution than to today. How about that? So yeah, that's the halfway point between those two markers. They were on the other side of that halfway point. Well, what year and how old is this person? So Kane Tanaka of Japan oh. is 116 years old. So uh, Kane was born in 1903. Wow. So that gives a new term to planning long term, right? <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Let's figure this out quick. So if I was born at this and, and when I'm 116, that would be the year 2076. That sounds odd. 2076. Could you imagine living to uh, to that year and what our world will look like? Oh, I can't even imagine today. All the changes that have happened in the last 50 years, let alone the next 50, is going to be something. So, Yeah, think of what Kane has seen in, uh, in, in a lifetime spanning since 1903. The major world wars, the invention of flight and vehicles and... Yeah. Oh my God! The 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 you know obviously being in Japan, the bombs dropped in Hiroshima, and just so much, so much amazing stuff that's happened in that span of time. But yeah, it must be something in, uh, in over in Japan because we seem like a lot of the people who live a long time over there from Japan. So it must be their diet or something. Good. Genes. They do have really yeah. high uh, life expectancies in Japan, and yeah. well, they're a very disciplined people, right? So that's yeah. that, that's got to account for something, and they all seem to be in relatively good shape and very respectful culture and very disciplined in a lot of ways so that probably carries itself through into health and and longevity that's a 2076 now stuck in my brain all day long today so we'll <laughs> see if i can make it what do you think you're giving me odds um i don't know it's, i don't think so it's still a pretty small group of folks making it yeah. to uh, to the that particular age so but we you, will but you know see. talking about that there are some new uh 
information out. I can't remember where I read it, but they're expecting kids that are born today and in the next few years to live well into their hundreds. So with the medical, you know, increases that are going on and diagnosis and those types of things. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. If you don't have some of the, the big, heavy, you know, if you can avoid cancer and, and some of yeah. those, you know, bigger diseases, you know, we're at the point now where we're able to kind of, you know, keep people, you know, ticking pretty good. Uh, on all the little stuff, you know, the, the little the little fixes and nudges. So, yeah, I mean, I think the odds are definitely in people's favor to start making 100 certainly a very normal age, I would yeah. think, in a couple yeah. of decades. So I think it's going to be there shortly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it just continues to underscore the importance of planning for your financial future so that uh, you can reach those ripe old ages. And even if you don't get to 116, you may still have a pretty good shot of getting uh, to, you know, some good, decent ages in your into retirement. Into 90s. Yeah, yeah, you got a really good shot there. We'll, see, you know, so. well, especially if you've already made it into, let's say, your early 60s or mid-60s, you know, the life expectancy for you starts to really go up because you've yeah. already made it past, you know, that threshold where a lot of people don't get. So that gets kind of thrown out of the statistics at that point. And so you kind of reset this new life expectancy when you get to those ages. And I, I know we've covered the stat before on the show, Kevin. I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I think it's you make it to like 62 or 65 or something like that. Your life expectancy increases now to like the upper 80s or close yes. to it. Yep. So very interesting to look at. You know, you've made it through, like you say, and especially if you're a young man, you're bulletproof and you know, you made it through all those stupid decisions you made and you got this yep. far. I think we're we're getting wiser by this time. So, yep, exactly. So we're going to put you on the yearbook committee at school. Uh, and the school, by the way, is called uh, the School of Financial Tools and Strategies. We'll give it an official name. Um, I, what does that come out to? Uh, SFTS is the name <laughs> of our school. Well, I have to use that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, your job is to name a winner for the following superlatives and uh, to recognize some of the best and worst in the school. All right. So obviously right. we're talking financial stuff here. Uh, who do you, by the way, did you ever get any class superlatives through all of your uh, schooling throughout the years? Can uh, you remember? I was a pretty boring kid. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> my dad's, you know, he gave me a set of rules to follow and I followed them. It was pretty easy to get through. So, but you know, I was not, not too much on my end. You know, I wasn't, to the, you know, in the class book as most achiever or anything like that. But, no, I was a pretty boring kid. That's that's all right. It's okay to be yeah. uh, be one of the normal ones, Kevin. That's all right. No worries. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I got uh, best – I tied for best all around. And so I conceded it to the other to the other kid because I'd also gotten most outgoing, and so I said, "Well, I don't need two of these, so I'll take most outgoing, and you can have the best all around." Yeah. So the funny thing is, though, I'm actually really introverted. I get really, I'm very, you know, obviously I'm on the radio, right? So and we chat, and I feel very outgoing once I get to know a person, but I'm not so much outgoing in the initial hellos with people. It's actually something that I'm very uncomfortable with. So I thought it was kind of weird that I won that outgoing award but once you get to know people then i seem outgoing but anyway that's uh, another you story could have fooled me yes yeah. you could have fooled me so. well, exactly but most underrated that's going to be our first superlative to hand out well in the financial industry i think if, if we're going to you know classify something as the most underrated and we talk about it week in a week out it's always the importance of planning you know, I think that's underrated by far uh, as far as, finding, you know, the, the planning process goes. People take it for granted. So planning is going to be the foundation of everything that you're going to do going forward. You have to you have to plan for it. You just don't show up at the airport and go to Europe without planning. You know, you, you just don't show up at their Tri-City Airport and say, I'm going to head to Italy, for example. You get planning in behind it. So the same 
is true when it comes down to your financial planning. So think about this, Walter. You know, the planning process is going to get you to and through retirement, but you're about to go on possibly a 30-year vacation. So you need a plan to get you to and through it. And I think what happens with most people is they'll get emotions and then they'll think about it and they'll start procrastinating because maybe they don't think they're in a good spot. And then procrastination leads to to more procrastination and nothing gets done. So don't let that uh, foil your retirement plans. Get out, sit down with somebody and start doing the planning so you make sure you're in good shape. Yeah, that one's an easy one. Definitely an underrated element of the financial tools and strategies school. What about, uh, I don't think we saw this one in our high school or college days as a superlative, but we'll make it part of our school. Most overrated. Oh, yeah. So, well, what comes to mind when you say that is all these hot tips, right? Think, can you think of a couple hot tips now you hear about financial topics? Golf, golf course tips and, uh, you know, the, the pink sheets, the small, you know, this stock's yeah. going to be a hot thing to, to tackle, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, if you know, if you Google, for example, all the five best mutual funds, you know, you're going to get, you know, 10,000 pages on that. But what you're going to get is a snapshot of which ones performed best typically last year, the last five years. What about Bitcoin, right? When Bitcoin come out, you and I talked about it all the time about Bitcoin. That was, you know, the hot tip of the day. You got to get in on Bitcoins. Got to get on the ground floor. Or the best stocks to buy now. You know, I just got the uh, email the other day. How to make $15,000 or how to 15 times your investment in 15 minutes, something like that. Everybody gets them. And what's the hot topic today, Walter? Do you know? As far as stocks? As far as stocks, uh, yeah. well, I mean, we got robotics. We've got. Uh, well, they know. just passed it and made it legal in many states. Oh, gambling. Yeah, no, marijuana. Oh, marijuana. All right. Well, yeah, I'm just yeah, naming so, all the sins here, yeah. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> We're going down to alcohol, tobacco, <laughs> marijuana, right? <laughs> They're all popular, right? <laughs> yeah, but marijuana is the hot tip of the day That's now. Right. It, it think in the marijuana stocks, think about it. This is kind of the Wild West out there. There's not much. You can't look at much financials. You can't look at much, you know, history on them because it's brand spanking new. But everybody wants to get in on that bandwagon. And guess what? Usually, when you hear about it, it's too late anyway. But uh, I think hot tips are the most overrated because there's so many of them out there, and they lead you down rabbit holes that you don't really need to go down. Yeah, so much risk that you don't necessarily need to be taking on at this point in time in yeah. life. If you're 20 and you're kind of like, uh, oh, yeah, marijuana stocks, they're going to be big. I'm going to take a risk on those. Well, that may be a little bit different story than taking your life savings and pouring it into a, you know, a stock like that just to see what kind of return you can get on on that investment. So yeah, it's, it's a change in mindset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you want to you know, fool around with a few dollars and if you lose it, you don't mind, that's not a big deal. But don't, yeah, don't put your entire life savings in those. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, since we're kind of already on the, uh, the negative of our class superlatives here, who would be or what would be most likely to disappoint at the School of Financial Tools and Strategies? Oh, you know what? If I think about that, I'm going to say the average financial advisor. You know, that sounds weird coming from me, right? Because I'm a financial advisor. Yeah. But I think there's good reason for for that because over the last seven years, if you had to guess, Walter, how many uh, dollars in fines within the industry was paid? Oh, my gosh. I don't know. It's, it's huge. $200 billion. Oh, my goodness. So That's it's a lot. hard. Yeah. Well, so when, you know, it's you, you find yourself, you know, having a hard time to trust any financial advisor, you know, because all they're all over the headlines. Wells Fargo just got, what, a billion-dollar fine not too long ago? Yeah, and now we've yeah. heard about all sorts of other companies recently getting in trouble. I mean, some of these are more yeah. privacy breaches, may not fall under this umbrella, but all seems related. Yeah. 
So you think about it this way. You've worked hard all your life. You saved a nest egg for retirement. And then you're going into retirement. Who do you turn for for help? And, you know, you're inundated with all types of shiny objects when you get to that point. Like, you know, fancy brochures, fancy offices, lots of sales awards, hot tips or whatever it is, you know, just to come in and, you know, uh, kind of a uh, get rich quick scheme. But like I said the other day, I just seen the email. Here's what it was. I remember learn the secret of how this person made $115,000 in seven days. Well, guess what? If you go to that person, they're most likely to disappoint you, aren't they? Because that typically doesn't happen. So I think if you're not looking for disappointment and you don't want the average financial advisor, find one that you can work with. And more importantly, that advisor has to give you a bona fide plan that you understand that's going to keep you grounded when the market isn't so good. That's key because the market always isn't going to go up like it's been doing lately. So you need a plan to follow to keep you grounded. It's got to be easy, simple to understand and something that you can implement. The class superlatives, I remember this one always, for some reason, rubbing me the wrong way. You know, that most likely to succeed. I don't know. It just seemed, it sort of seemed like a... You know, we don't all know each other well enough to, you know, know who's going to be most likely to succeed. And, you know, what is that saying about everybody else? You know, I don't know. I just that one in particular, I didn't like really when you think about class superlatives, they are kind of, I don't know, a bit harsh taking the whole school and it's all turned into a popularity contest. But yeah, well, that, nowadays I wouldn't be politically correct with it. <laughs> right. Exactly. So let's get revenge on the most likely to succeed. And let's say who's the least likely to succeed at the School of go. Financial <laughs> Tools and Strategies. <laughs> Well, when you look at when we just talked about all these things, I think it's the average investor is, you know, least likely to succeed. And the reason is emotions are going to get in the, in the way. If you make an emotional decisions when the market's at an all time high, guess what? Every, it's all over the news. It's all over the Internet. People get all excited. Then they get in at the market. And what happens? They're at a high point. And then sooner or later, the market goes down. What happens then? It's all over the news. It's all over the internet. Everybody panics and they get out at the low point. Instead of buying low and selling high, they're doing just the opposite. So what this leads to is timing the market. And we know that doesn't work. There's several studies out there and you can read, you know, on and on and on about timing the market it just doesn't work. So people are trying to pick the best time to get in, the best time to get out. So Delbar did a study and Delbar, what they are is their independent company and all they do is study financial behavior. And here's what they found. The S&P 500 had return over a 10% return, but the average investor just received a little over four. And a lot of it has to do at timing the market and emotions and making emotional decisions. So I think I'm, you know, that's one to, to zero in on and make sure that your emotions don't get the better of you and have a plan and stick to it. Well, we've been going through these class uh, superlatives. If you're just joining us here on the show, this is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray, your local financial coach at Insight Folio, serving you throughout the Tri-City area. And we've just been kind of having some fun on the program so far, talking about some of these superlatives that we would give out at our made-up school, the School of Financial Tools and Strategies. Most of these have devolved into something somewhat negative. So let's end with this one here, Kevin. Uh, the most expensive who gets that superlative or what what gets that superlative mm. well we've been talking about it for you know the mo everything we've been talking about is all based on emotion so i think it's going to be emotional decision making you know wall street has told us one thing we got to chase growth 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 but do you really need to chase growth when you're going into retirement or do you need to look at something that produces income and growth follows 
so that emotional roller coaster will take you up will take you down will get you off course will will do all kinds of weird stuff to you so having a plan that keeps you grounded and keeps you focused on what you're trying to do and knowing which dollars are going to produce your income in retirement because if we can figure that out and your retirement income is settled that tends to leave people you know more more focused on the long term and not so much not making so many emotional decisions so that was a good segment here, Walter. So if you're looking at what can I do in my own portfolio, how can I sit down and, and have a plan that makes sense that'll keep me grounded in the future and help me get to and through retirement, that's what we do here day in and day out. And it's an easy step process. So all you got to do is call our 800 number. Uh, that's first step. Second step is talk to the marvelous MJ. She will put you on a calendar. We'll have you come into what we call a listening meeting. We'll get your goals and what you're trying to accomplish and your dreams. We'll get all that put in one single plan. We'll have you come back in and we'll review it. It is that simple as one, two, three. I'm going to let Walter fill you in on the phone number and the rest. All you have to do is call 888-885-PLAN if you want to get in touch with Kevin to talk about some of these things and how they relate to your particular situation. It just starts with a simple conversation as always. And again, that number to call is 888-885-PLAN, the full number version, 888-885-7526. If you want to call and you get the voicemail, no big deal. Uh, Don't hang up. Leave a quick message and uh, the team will call you back to make sure that you get set up for a time to meet to ask your questions to Kevin Ray. 888-885-PLAN is the number to dial. Kevin's got offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. He's uh, been living in the area since birth essentially born and raised in yeah, Pinconning, right? So, <laughs> yeah. uh, knows knows the area, knows the people. Good person to turn to for guidance. If you've got some financial questions and you're getting close to retirement and you want to turn those questions into answers, that's the way I like to, to say it here on the show. Uh, very easy to get in touch. Again, call in. You get a complimentary conversation with Kevin. Go over your plan. Uh, get a review of it. Make sure you're on the right track. And if you need to change things up, you'll get some insight into that as well. 888-885-PLAN. 888-885-7526. Your number to dial. Much more coming up on today's show, so stick right there with us. We'll be back soon right here on Simply Financial. What's that old naval acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. Uh, That's the one. Keep listening to Simply Financial. Discover a simpler approach to investing. You're tuned in to Simply Financial. Walter Storolt here alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Insight Folios, serving you throughout the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. You can find the team online by going to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com. By the way, we're talking about lots of different financial and retirement planning principles on today's show. And if you're kind of new to this whole planning world or you've never put together a full financial plan or have never really dipped your toe in those waters, you've always kind of just done things on your own or you just haven't put a whole lot of thought into, hey, how am I going to take this money that I've saved throughout my life and really use it in retirement effectively? Might be a good idea to pick up Kevin's Retirement Rescue Toolkit. Uh, Every week we have multiple people texting in or calling in to get this toolkit from Kevin and the team at Inside Folios. Kevin, it's packed with all sorts of goodies, and it's a good starter kit for somebody to dip their toe in the water when it comes to financial planning. Can you tell us a little bit about what you've put in here and why? Yeah, we can, uh, Walter. I put a book in there that I wrote with Dan Caprell called Navigating Through Retirement. We're going to give you several ideas on tax planning and saving for retirement. And uh, when people read it, they always give us good feedback on it. We're also going to put Paul Dursel's uh, book in there. 
rethink, replan, retire. And that's going to go into our simplicity tree process that we talk about every week. How does the planning process make sense in your own particular instance? We'll go through several scenarios there. I'll put together a white paper on taxes, what we think we you can do today and, and put in action to save you on taxes in the future. And if you're not tired of hearing my voice by now on the radio, we also put a CD in there and you can listen to me to and from work. And we'll send that all to you at no cost. All you got to do is text the word KIT to 33222 and the marvelous MJ will send it out to you on Monday morning. That's all you have to do. Just text the word KIT, K-I-T, to the number 33222. So in the message, put the word KIT, and in the number field, put the number 33222, and click send. And what will happen is we'll text you right back with a link that you click on to put in your info to get that free retirement rescue toolkit. This is just a resource that Kevin puts together really as a thank you for listening to the show and to help folks dip your toe in that water for the first time when it comes to financial planning. So if you haven't gotten the retirement rescue toolkit before – Get it now by texting the word KIT to the number 33222. And if you're like, hey, I don't like texting, I don't want to text, I'd rather just call, well, then just call this number, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. And you can request the toolkit over the phone as well. Just leave a quick message, and Kevin will make sure to get you the toolkit. Well, we were talking earlier on today's show about those class superlatives, and then we talked about the uh, uh, oldest human being right now is closer to the creation of the Constitution from their birth date compared to where we are today on the spectrum of time. And then Kevin and I were talking about how long we'd have to live to make it to 116 years. Kevin, you were what, 20, what the number's in your head now, right? I think it was 2076. 2076. (laughs) So we did the math during the break, and I am at, uh, I would be 2103 is what wow. I would have to make it to to get there. That's that, so. that sounds unrealistic, doesn't it? it does. 2100. It does. Yeah. But if I could make it to 2100, that'd be, you know, it'd be fun to see the turn of the century again. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, how many people are in their car calculating our ages right now, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. How old would I what year would it be where so, I hit the 116 threshold? So I'm going to use my mom. I'm 30 years old with 28 years experience. 30 years old with 28 years 28 of experience. 28 years experience, which means you add 28 to the number 30. Here you're going to math again, right? I see. Okay. <laughs> I was like, wait, so you started at two years old planning financial? <laughs> I know. Okay. I see where you're going now. Yeah. Additional experience, additional qualifications, we could put it as. That's there you go. Good stuff. All right. We want to talk about today's show a little bit more about some of these concepts. And let's talk about the media as well. Uh, why not? They're easy to pick on, especially in today's climate. We're not going to get too far into politics uh, conversations oh, here. No, no, don't, no worries. You don't have to tune away. But you know, even though most people in the financial media try to take some financial concepts and they try to make them seem very black and white because, I mean, that's the purpose of the media. They try and make things easy to understand for folks in many cases. I mean, that's why newspapers are often written at a you know third, fourth, or fifth grade reading level just so that they're accessible to everyone and not too confusing. Uh, But in fact, you know, we can try to boil things down to be black and white, but most things aren't that way. In fact, there's a lot of gray area, especially when we're talking financial stuff. So I wanted to identify some of the issues, Kevin, that may get presented as black and white in the media, uh, in financial discussions, but really they're a little bit more nuanced in that they have some gray area in them. One of those types of conversations is, do I pay off the house early or not? It's a yes or no question that often is a bit more complicated to answer. Well, it is because there's always two sides of everything, right? So when we look at the reasons, you know, maybe you shouldn't prepay, you know, pay off your house early. Well, the opportunity cost. So for what I mean by that is every dollar that you pay extra on your mortgage, you could put that into a financial investment like your 401k. 
So, you know, which way would you end up better? Uh, your home, so if you if you do pay your home off early, your home's not a liquid asset. If you find yourself in a bind and all of a sudden you need cash, well, it's not that easy to get uh, cash out of your home. But me, you know where I stand on this, Walter. I think if you can pay it off early, uh, I think it's a wise decision, and I'll give you a couple of reasons. You know, prepaying your mortgage. If you don't have a mortgage, it's going to give you peace of mind, and you're going to save thousands of dollars on interest. So, if, for example, you have a th- you know, we just looked this up the other day. If you have a three hundred thousand dollar thirty year mortgage, and let's say the interest rate's four and a half, you're going to pay about fifteen hundred dollars per month. And if you increased your monthly payment to eighteen twenty over fifteen hundred, you're going to save almost eighty thousand dollars in interest. That's hard to you know take that spread from fifteen hundred to eighteen twenty and save that much in another investment. You, most of the time when you pay your house off, you're going to be motivated to become debt-free because you'll like that. And we see that. You'll save on interest, reduce your cost of living. And what here's the big one. What happens if you get laid off or you lose your job? It's kind of nice not to have the house payment out there. So there's two sides to it. And, you know, they're, both sides have some kind of uh, values in it. But, you know, it's something you sit down and you calculate and you plan and see if it makes sense or not for your own situation. That's a great point as well, Kevin. So here's another one of those situations, Roth conversions. Should you do those or not? Well, I think you do. Be, um, you know, there's two sides of that too. So if you're at or near retirement and you need income, it doesn't make no sense to convert to a Roth because the Roth has to sit for five years once you convert it. So I want everybody to think of Roth money out there as crockpot money. You want it to stew, you want it to bubble, you want it to simmer for several years. And the reason is simple. You're going to build tax-free income. And if you can't afford to pay the taxes on the conversion, it's probably not a good idea. So the reason to convert is simple. The Roth IRA offers a lot more flexibility. You can, did you know this, Walter? You can withdraw your contributions, not your earnings, without incurring a penalty so you have more access to your money just in case of emergency. Mm-mm. Did not know yeah. that. Now, I, we had somebody walk to my office yesterday. They, they were doing that. I don't recommend it, but, the, but they did it. It's tax-free money. Right. If you're going to grow your 401k or your IRA, the bigger it gets, the bigger partner the IRS is. So this is tax free money. It's tax free money to your beneficiary. And at last, guess what, Walter? It's tax free money. So can you tell which way I like on that one? Yeah, you got some got some leanings there. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah. We got some enthusiasm but but out of your voice. <laughs> but yeah, it's not always black and white. So there's some scenarios where it don't make sense. But most of the time, I'm leaning that way. Term versus permanent life insurance. Another one of those areas that's not all black and white. Yeah, so everybody, I think, knows what term insurance is. You know, you buy it for a specific time, like 10, 20, or 30 years. And, you know, after the initial term runs out, you know, the policyholders have to renew it. But at that point, the renewal rate is really, really expensive depending on your age. So it may not make sense. On the other hand, permanent life insurance, you know, those premiums are guaranteed. They won't go up. They're usually more, or they are more expensive than term insurance. They come with surrender charges and those types of things, but it depends to me when we're sitting down and talking about this, what age you are. If you're younger, you have a family, 99% of the time it's term insurance for me because we can buy a whole lot more of insurance than you can when you're older, for example. And then when you're older and you think about legacy, well, whole life or permanent term may, or permanent insurance may make more sense because we have the guarantees. It's not going to increase on you as you get older. So there's, there definitely is two sides of that story. We're talking about life insurance. We've been talking about whether or not to convert to a Roth or how about paying off debt. Those are all questions that everybody faced day in and day out. 
So if you're looking for answers, if you're looking for you know a solid answer that makes sense to you and you can see it projected out into your future and you and you know whether or not it makes sense to do these things, that's what we do day in and day out. We take care of people just like you. We're in a small town, Pink County. We have that small town feel, but we're welcoming everybody and we don't have the big you know the big brokerage house feel to us we know you we like you we like everybody that comes in so if you're looking for somebody like that you're looking for that small town feeling give us a call come on in and we'll start that process with you the marvelous mj will put you on the calendar and it's as easy as one two three give us a call and marvelous mj puts you on the calendar and then we'll come in we'll start formulating your plan it is that easy don't procrastinate just give us a call the number to dial is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin has offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well, so there's a convenient location if you're in the area to come by and say hello at a time that's convenient for you. You can tap into the 28 years of experience that Kevin has when it comes to helping people get uh, to and through retirement and dealing with these retirement plans so helpful to make sure you're working with somebody who's got experience uh, in this field. And uh, with that many years, with being the co-author of the book, Navigating Through Retirement, you're working with somebody who has some great insight. That's why the business name has insight in it, has some great insight into this financial landscape and some of the pitfalls that you should avoid and watch out for. And uh, also some of the things that you may not even know that you need to be uh, incorporating into your plan. All of those things Kevin will talk to you about as he reviews your plan to make sure you're in good shape financially for the future. But it starts with a simple phone call. Uh, we can't do that part of the process. You've got to be the initiator. So pick up the phone, give Kevin a call, ask him your questions at 888-885-PLAN. You can have questions and talk off air. This is not to uh, get on the air. It's to have a one-on-one conversation with Kevin. 888-885-PLAN is the number to call. That's 888-885-7526. More coming up on today's show, so stick right there. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. It's time to get to know Kevin a little bit better on today's show. This is Simply Financial, and we call this portion of the program Getting to Know You, where we find out some uh, you know, little personality tidbits and get to know Kevin a little bit better as our advisor here on the program. And Kevin, a question for you this week. I know that you're a big uh, fisherman and hunter. Where is the best place that you've ever gone fishing or hunting? Oh, wow. So I'm thinking fishing. I'm going there in September again, and that's a little town in Montana called Phillipsburg, Montana, about an hour south of um, Missoula. So we find Missoula. Just, you know, if you go out Montana, there what's not to like, right? There's streams, there's mountains, there's big fish, there's little fish, there's friendly guides. The people in Phillipsburg, Montana remind me exactly of that show, Northern Exposure. So I think that's my number (laughs) one spot, and I can't wait to get back there every year we go. So um, we're looking forward to getting this year. I'm looking at pictures of Phillipsburg, and it's got that just very traditional small town, you know, historic downtown kind of you yep. know, just two-story shops all the way all the way down the street for about you know two or three blocks, and it seems to be kind of nestled in the valley. Is that right? Sort of in between it, all the mountains. Yeah. Okay. And everybody has their the dog communal bowls out there. What I mean by that is there's a <laughs> dog bowl on every street, and when they have a brewery out there called the Phillipsburg Brewery, and when we went in there after we were fishing to have one of their craft beers, there was a dog sitting on the bench. 
next to a guy and then there was a guy and another dog sitting on a bench that says this is my kind of town um, <laughs> so and it's friendly and the dogs walk in and out of the stores everybody leaves the door open it's just a great town not a bad place to go visit it sounds like no. very cool Phillipsburg, best place to go fishing for Kevin Ray. Maybe we'll, we'll ask best hunting spot next time around. Uh, we'll, oh, yeah. we'll save that one for next week. Uh, there you go. This is Simply Financial. We'll get back to the financial talk and end the show with some of your questions coming up next. This isn't a get-rich-quick show. It's not a bigger and better show. It's not a make-your-head-spin-with-complex-numbers-and-data show. This is Simply Financial. Well, it's time for the mailbag here on Simply Financial. This is the portion of the show where we answer some of your questions uh, by posing them to Kevin Ray, our financial coach on the program at Insight Folios. In case you're just joining us, based in the Tri-City area with offices in Pinconning and Saginaw as well. Kevin's the co-author of the book Navigating Through Retirement and has more than 28 years of financial planning experience with clients here in the area. And we've got a good question here from Gary to get things started. Gary is in Midland. By the way, to submit your questions, go to insightfolios.com and click on the listen button to ask questions. And you can also listen to past episodes of the show there as well. Gary says, our daughter will be getting married within the next year, and we're expecting it to be a relatively small affair, although I'm sure we wouldn't be the first people to be wrong about that if it ends up being more expensive than we think. Most of our savings is in retirement accounts, and I don't want to pay a lot of taxes by withdrawing money to pay for a wedding. Are there any other ideas you have for people in our position? Well, first of all, Gary, congrats on the daughter for being married. I'm hoping that the son-in-law is a good guy for you. But you, I think you do probably have a few good options here. So if you don't have the savings or the emergency cash position set aside, you know, we, we got to do a couple of things you can look at. First, if you're under the age of 59 and a half and you withdraw from your IRA or maybe your 401k, there's probably going to be a 10% tax penalty on top of paying taxes from the IRS. Let me give you a couple of different options maybe you can look at. So if you have a Roth IRA, you can withdraw your contributions. We talked about that a little earlier with no problems, no taxes, no nothing to worry about that. So if you have a Roth IRA, I would look at maybe taking some dollars there if you had to. Now that's if you have to. Uh, just your contributions that you put in there and there'll be no, no taxes on that particular withdrawal. The other option is if you have a 401k at work, you may be able to borrow the money from your plan. Now, I normally don't recommend that either, but it's you know if this is the case where you're going to really pay yourself back and it makes more sense to you know borrow your money versus taking it out, depending on your tax bracket and those types of things, that may be an option for you too. And without really knowing your details, what your income is, what your tax bracket is, those types of things, Gary, it's kind of hard to give you direction, but those are a few ideas. Maybe they can help you out. And if you got questions, just give us a call here at the office and we'll go in more detail and I'll help you out. That's a great question. Thank you for submitting that one to us again, Gary. If you or somebody in a similar situation wants to reach out for help to Kevin Ray, you can do that at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Have a conversation with Kevin off the air about what's going on in your financial life, and he can help you get on the right path. Good question again, 
Gary. Let's hop over to Essexville and get our last question of the week here from Mike. Mike says, we have uh, over $100,000 in our savings account, and it drives me crazy to see that money just sitting there doing absolutely nothing. I want to buy a new truck, but my wife isn't on board with that plan because she says having that money in the bank makes her feel secure. Land sakes. Now, there's a saying I've never heard before. Land sakes. How much cash do we need? How do I convince her that this is too much money that's just collecting dust? Am I the crazy one here? Or no? He says, I'm not the crazy one here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Mike, I got to think that we're related because my great grandmother used to say land sakes all the time. So when I heard that, I'm like, what what is the story? What what is land sakes? I don't what's like when you you would do something that didn't make no sense. Right. She go, oh, land sakes, laddie. What were you thinking? You know, uh, she used land sakes all the time. I've never heard that. While you're answering the financial part of this question, before we wrap up the show today, I'm Googling real quick the uh where land sakes you know comes from. originates from but yes yeah, go ahead right. with the financial portion yeah, right, of the right. answer there so mike you know i'm thinking this kind of cash sitting in savings account is what we typically call in our office lazy money and, and the reason is because it's not going to work for you it's not earning anything so i recommend that you use a savings account you know only for your emergency cash position and that's typically six months of living expenses should be in there maybe a little bit more I suspect that the $100,000 is more than enough for, for your six months of uh, living expenses. Now, this is where emotions can get, sometimes get in the way. We talked about emotions earlier in the show. The word secure gives the you know your wife a warm, fuzzy feeling, but in the long run, it may make you less secure in retirement. And the reason is simple. You're not earning anything on that money. In my opinion, this money should be working 24 hours a day, seven days a week, seven days a week, producing some sort of income for you. Right now, let me give you an example. Right now, just in a plain Jane five-year fixed annuity, you can get interest rates over 3%. So on that example, 3% on $100,000 is $3,000 per year. And guess what? Over the next 10 years, because the 10 years goes by quicker than we realize, it adds up to $30,000. So that's what I mean by making you less secure. You're you're, you're basically giving that $30,000 up if you don't do something. And I get you wanting a new truck, Gary. I am a truck guy myself. So depending on the interest rate on the loan, you know, that would help you give you an answer. And again, how long did it take you to save a hundred thousand? If you were to take sixty thousand dollars today, let's say to buy that new truck, how long would it take you to get back? So the question comes down to this, as it always does. There's no there's no change here. It comes down to planning. How can you improve your situation today? And what direction do you go into? And without knowing more details on that too, uh, Mike, just give us a call. I'd be happy to sit down with you and do some projections for you and kind of give you, you know, at least point you in a direction that may make sense for both you and your wife. So give us a call. Again, that number to dial is 888-885-PLAN, whether you are in Mike's situation or it's something totally different. You've got another financial concern on your mind. Ask Kevin your questions. You can do that again by calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. If you're the kind of person that likes to get a little bit more information, look people up online before you give a call or set up a time to meet, that's no problem. Go to insightfolios.com. 
and you can click on the listen button to ask a question, read up a little bit more on Kevin and the uh, the team at Insight Folios, what their philosophies are, read about the Simplicitry process there as well. You can even do a Simplicitry Express plan right on the website. So again, that's all on insightfolios.com, your place to go. Kevin, I hear the train in the background. That's telling us it's time to wrap up for the week <laughs> as we get that's ready. That's the Simplicitry Express that's coming through That's the Express town. coming through. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Oh, it's almost like we drew it up that way. That's fantastic. As we wrap up, by the way, uh, land's sake doesn't actually mean anything, according to some of the sites I Googled while you were uh, answering the financial portion of that last question. It was apparently popular in the rural southeast for a while, and it's sort of a softened form of swearing, I guess. And the variation also was uh, land's sakes alive was the... uh, was the other form so oh yeah she would say that a lot land sakes alive land sakes land sakes alive laddie she'd always use laddie laddie (laughs) (laughs) see i've got the southern background in me so i can (laughs) i I can see that one being said down in this direction so very interesting well land sakes we're at the end of the show today kevin how about that it went fast as usual it sure did thanks for the time we appreciate your guidance as always and we'll have another fun show on tap next week well, I'll talk to you then, Walter. Sounds great. For Kevin Ray, I'm Walter Storholt. One more time, if you want to give Kevin a call or visit the website, the way to do that is calling 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Get a review of your financial situation or go online to insightfolios.com and go from there. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you soon right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.